Hi, I'm Haley. I've been a nutritionist for over 10 years and I saw firsthand how the diet industry works, but mostly doesn't work to help you lose weight. Then I found myself 20 pounds overweight and realized the weight loss struggle has nothing to do with what you eat, but why you eat. So I went on a mission to explore the brain and its role in weight loss. And now I help my clients lose 30 pounds in 90 days by wiring their brain to weight less. On this show, you are going to learn how to wire your brain to lose weight so that you never have to diet, restrict, deprive, or willpower again. What's up there? It's Haley Sohn, nutritionist, weight loss expert on the Weight Loss Without Dieting podcast. So today we're talking about healthier substitutions, how to make these work for you instead of against you. And truly what I mean by that is healthier substitutions can actually work against you for your long-term weight loss. I'm going to clarify that in this episode, but if you've done a lot of dieting in the past or followed a lot of um, different diets, I think this one's going to be really important for you because it's kind of where our brain wants to go if that's what we've practiced a lot. And what I want you to understand is that there's two ways that healthier substitutions can work or or <laughs> there's one way it can work and then there's one way it cannot work. And so I want to make sure that you're practicing healthier substitutions in a way that's going to support your long-term weight loss, in a way that's going to support your brain changing in a way that's going to help you lose weight over time and keep it off and actually change your brain as opposed to teaching your brain the wrong thing and reinforcing bad behavior, if you will. So this came up on a recent call that I hosted for my free training called Master Your Cravings. And we were discussing when we have a craving or we want to eat something that we know won't, (laughs) we know isn't going to help us lose weight, but we really want to eat it in the moment. Whatever you call that. I, I tend to call that cravings, but we all have different ways of referring to that. So it's that strong desire to eat something in the moment that we know is like, not going to help us lose weight at all. Whatever you call that. That is what this training really focuses on. So I teach everyone who comes to this training that when our brain wants to eat something in the moment, when it's telling you, let's just eat the thing that you, when you eat the thing, you are reinforcing to your brain that asking for it, throwing a fit for it. Sometimes, sometimes we'll have this desire to eat something, but it'll be really justified, really harmless. It's not that big of a deal. You're totally entitled to have the thing. Just eat it. That feels one way. And then we have this other way that feels like a big, our brain's throwing a big fit. Like 
just eat it. It's it it will create a ton of desire and excitement. We might get really amped up to eat it when we try to resist it and it just gets stronger. So there's kind of those those two parts of it, but either way, when we when that happens, when our brain creates all of that emotional excitement for us to eat the thing, when we then eat it, we just reinforce to our brain, that's how you get what you want. That's how you get the dopamine that you're looking for. And we don't want to do this. What? That's what you've been doing. That's why your brain is throwing fits for food consistently. Because you've always reinforced that behavior by giving it what it wants, by giving it the food. It's like if you take a toddler to the grocery store and you always give it a candy bar, and then one time you say no, it's going to throw a fit. And you're going to be like, oh my God, just stop throwing a fit. Here's your candy bar. (laughs) The way to teach it that that doesn't work is by not giving it the candy bar consistently. Guess what? Toddlers want to conserve energy just as much as your brain does. And over time, they will both learn that that's a waste of energy. That throwing that fit does has zero return. We're not going to do that anymore. That's what this training is really about, diving into that and giving the participants a process for working through that desire to eat the thing in the moment. That does not exist out there. I've never seen anyone talk about that in the diet industry or diet world. It's more like run away, distract yourself, (laughs) which really doesn't work long-term. So I just wanted to preface this whole substitutions conversation by telling you, explaining to you what the purpose of this training is, because it is important. So we get on this call um, to talk about the training and answer any questions from the participants in the training. And one of the participants said, okay, so if I'm having a craving, let's say my brain is like, ice cream is the best thing ever. Let's just have some ice cream. She was like, can I make a healthier ice cream substitution for myself and just have that. And then another participant kind of in response to that was because I started to kind of explain myself and another participant jumped in and was like, hold on. I, you know, I've changed up my diet. I'm now gluten-free. I'm dairy-free. I'm, I'm following some specific guidelines and I use healthy substitutions all the time. So don't basically like, don't, don't tell me that healthy substitutions are bad or that I can't have healthy substitutions. And I thought this was such a good topic. I was like, I have to do a podcast on this because this is really, there's really two very different things happening here. And to understand how to utilize both of them is really important for us for our weight loss. So first of all, I did touch on this just a second ago, but the diet industry doesn't promote any sort of mindset management around food. So your desire to like have a snack in the moment, there's no 
plan for that. The, the diet doesn't tell you what to do. Basically, what the, well, it does tell you what to do. And in some cases, a diet will say, okay, if, if you are wanting to eat things that aren't part of the plan, you just need to distract yourself more. Distract yourself was that word. I kind of stumbled on that or I don't know what happened to my mouth when I said that. You just need to distract yourself more. You need to get more willpower or you can substitute that craving for something that fits into our plan. So if you're craving ice cream, here's a healthier ice cream alternative that you can have. And what this does, again, is it teaches your brain that when it asks for something, it gets it. Even if it's not what it asked for, it still gets a reward. I asked, it still gave me something. I still got some sort of dopamine hit, some sort of reward out of asking. This reinforces the behavior that when your brain asks, it gets it. So it's going to keep asking. In no way, shape, or form when we handle cravings in this way by giving it a healthier substitution, do we tackle the actual issue at hand, which is your brain consistently asking for for food. It does not help. It might, this might, this strategy might work for a time. So while you're on the diet, while you have strong willpower, while you have strong motivation, a lot of my discovery calls lately have come up with like, okay, I'm really feeling strongly motivated right now, but sometimes I don't feel motivated at all. And then I'm just eating all of the time. What, what I want for you is that whether you feel motivated or not, you aren't eating all of the time because your brain isn't constantly asking. So when the motivation and excitement of starting a new diet wears off, what happens? Your brain has learned nothing. It still knows that when I ask for food, I get it. So if you're substituting the cravings the entire time you're on the diet, let's say, let's say now a month down the road, the motivation has kind of worn off or maybe, you know, maybe you've seen progress and you're like, oh, well, you know, I've done pretty well. So I can just kind of like, I don't have to stick to it that hard anymore. Or maybe you haven't seen progress and you're feeling really frustrated. Like, what is all this work that I've been putting in actually getting me? Either way, now you're now when your brain asks for ice cream, you're just going to have the ice cream. You're like, screw it. I'm done with those stupid substitutions. I'm done with the sugar-free crap. I'm done with, um, you know, blended up cottage cheese with strawberries on top. Like, no thanks. I'd rather just have the real deal. And that's exactly what happens. Your brain hasn't learned anything. It's still doing the same exact things, the same exact patterns, but your heightened sense of motivation or willpower or discipline has worn off. And so now you're just back to eating the ice cream or the potato, whatever the thing is. 
It's different for everybody. Ice cream is my common example, which is funny because I don't even like ice cream. <laughs> I like potato chips, but whatever it is for you, this substitution mindset that I'm just going to give myself something healthier instead of managing that desire to eat in the moment just teaches your brain create as much desire as you want. It's always going to work. And when the diet is over, you are left, you are exactly where you were before you started brain-wise. Your brain has not learned anything. Sometimes people come to me and they're like, I actually learned portion control from the diet, or I actually learned how to create a balanced meal for myself. Or I actually learned that like, I feel better when I eat higher protein and less sugar. That is fantastic. That's something to learn and carry with you. But what we didn't learn most of the time is what's going on in your brain. There's truly this dichotomy happening. There's these two pieces, two parts that are saying two opposite things. And the diet doesn't teach you anything about that. Doesn't teach you how to manage your desire to eat over time and how to really reduce that. That's the goal of my program, of what I do with my clients, is to reduce your brain asking for food. I don't want you to just have to willpower your way through the rest of your life trying not, not to eat the ice cream. I want your brain truly to stop asking. You shouldn't have to deal with this forever. You should be able to get your brain to a place where you plan to have the ice cream, you enjoy the crap out of the ice cream, and when your brain does ask for it outside of your plan, you're like, I know how to handle this. I know exactly what to do, and it's easy. And overall, in general, your brain just really isn't asking that much. You can get yourself to this place when you have the right tools, when you know how to train your brain. So back to the substitutions, what I told the other participant who was like, you know, I've, I've changed my diet. I, I have cut out gluten and dairy and some other things, sugar and whatnot. And so I use healthy alternatives all the time. I was like, that is fine because you're not substituting in the moment. You're not seeing your brain, having your brain say, I want ice cream and saying, okay, I'm just going to give you something else. Your whole day, your whole plan is built on tonight. I'm having gluten-free pasta and I'm, I'm also going to make these date bars that taste like brownies and that's going to be my dessert. But you're planning that. You're planning your healthier substitutions. Your day-to-day plan is healthier substitutions. You're not substituting in the moment. In the moment when your brain asks for ice cream, you're working through that with the five-step process that I teach. And you're understanding where that's coming from, how to manage it, how to get through it, how to teach your brain. You asking for food does not get you food. So stop asking. (laughs) That's what we're doing. So these two healthier substitutions, 
in this way are two completely different things. And I'll just reiterate this. So we can build kind of our plan on healthier substitutions. I'm going to reduce my, I, I want to reduce my sugar intake, but I still enjoy having something sweet, but I know that sugar makes my joints really ache. It also, when I have a lot of it, it makes me crave sugar even more. So it makes this whole process really more difficult for me as opposed to easier. So I really want to reduce my sugar intake. So my planned desserts for this week are going to be this, you know, date brownie, whatever thing that I like. I like it. It tastes good. I feel good when I eat it. It satisfies my sweet tooth. It's something indulgent that I, that I want to have as part of my plan. That's going to be that I'm going to have gluten-free pasta. I'm going to have, you know, I don't know, some dairy-free ice cream in the house for this other time when I want to have that indulgence. That's my plan. That is fine. If those healthier substitutions make you feel good, they work for you, they help you get to the weight that you want to be, stay at the weight that you want to be, feel really good in your body, that is fantastic. By all means, healthier, healthy substitute all day long. What you don't want to do is tonight when you're Netflix and chilling and your brain's like, let's go get the tub of ice cream. And that is not something that you pre-planned ahead to have. Do not say, oh my God, we're not going to have the ice cream. I'll just make this healthier other thing instead because it's healthier. And then I won't have to deal with the fact that my brain's asking for ice cream. I won't have to sit with the discomfort of that. I'm just going to have this healthier substitution. That's what we don't want to do. Because what you've done is reinforce to your brain. When you ask, you get something, you get a reward. So your brain's just going to keep doing that. It's going to keep asking until you get yourself to the place where you're like, I am, I'm not substituting. I'm not having the ice cream. I'm going to sit with this and I'm going to figure this out. And that's what I teach my clients. That's what this training is all about. So here's some things that I want you to think about and do instead. First and foremost, you have to be with the craving when it happens. As uncomfortable as it is. And somebody even said to me in this training, they're like, where's the action here? When I have the craving, what's my action? It's like, your action is to be with the craving, to be in your brain, to understand your body and understand what's going on there. That is your action. Your action isn't to grab a substitution, to run away, to go for a walk, to go take a bath. We're not doing that. You are going to be in this space of discomfort. And with whatever is going on in your brain, and whatever that's creating in your body. 
So I kind of just said it, but one of the participants was like, I'm action oriented. So, you know, what am I doing in this, in this time? And I was like, you just stay with it. You stay in your brain. You stay in your body. You are relearning how to manage a craving. What you've learned up until now, what most of us have learned up until now is that when we have a craving, we either eat something, whether it's the thing or the, or a healthier substitution, or we try to like distract ourselves and run away. This now your action is to stay with it, be in the discomfort, be in your brain, be in your body, learn the five-step process and take yourself through that. That is your action. And this is one of the most challenging things for people is like, so you want me to just sit still and kind of like think, yes, it feels like you're not doing anything, but what you're really doing is teaching your brain. You're learning something new. If you were in school and I gave you a textbook and you're like, okay, I don't like to read. What up? What are my other options? Can I go for a run? Nope. <laughs> That's not going to teach you what's in the textbook. You got to sit down. You got to be with this. You got to do this work right here. That's what this is about. So, and also some people are like, do you know, actually this was really interesting. This came up in, in the, in the, um, in this training as well. So when I was like, well, my cravings have really gone down because I cut out sugar and I was like, okay, yes, a hundred percent sugar can have a role in, in how much, how many cravings you have, because it will activate that part of your brain. That's dopamine driven. And it's going to be like, let me get more of that. And it's really going to start asking a lot. So when you cut out sugar, you can drastically reduce the amount of cravings. However, it is not the end all be all. What I told this person is what you're not taking into consideration is your thought process behind this. If your thought process behind not eating sugar was, I wish I could eat sugar. I love sugar. I want to be eating sugar. I'm just going to have to willpower my way through not eating sugar for the next week. Maybe your action is not to eat sugar for a week, but your result isn't fewer cravings for sugar. Your result is a really strong desire for sugar that you're managing with willpower. When your thought process is, I really don't want to be eating sugar. Like genuinely, it feels so good when I don't eat sugar. I feel amazing. I have so much more energy. My joints feel so much better. I love the fact that the less I eat, the less I want to eat. Your action is the same, not eating sugar, but your result is far fewer cravings for sugar because of the way you're thinking about it. So think about that too. Like how are you thinking about all of these foods in your life? If we take it to this ice cream example, are you thinking, I wish I could have ice cream. Why can't ice cream be a part of my life? I want to have ice cream every night. This isn't fair. I love ice cream. 
but I'm not going to have it. <laughs> like, is, is that your thought process? Because that's going to increase your desire for ice cream. If your thought process is, my brain's probably going to tell me to eat ice cream tonight. I know how to handle that. I can definitely get through this. What I want overall is to have less desire for ice cream in my life and to be choosing to have ice cream when I want to choose to have ice cream, not because I'm feeling like a ton of desire and excitement to just cram all the ice cream into my face. (laughs) So thinking about that as well. So that's what I'm leaving you with. I hope that was clear. So for you at home with the healthier substitutions, healthier substitutions, fantastic. When it's planned, when this is your building your day on making these healthier substitutions that you genuinely love, that genuinely feel good for you and your body but you're not substituting out in the moment when your brain is like, I just want to eat the thing. You're like, okay, we'll just have a healthier thing. (laughs) That's what we don't want. What we want in that moment is to really be processing that craving, that desire to eat. And we use the five-step process. We slow down. Our action is to step into our brain and our body and figure out what's going on. Okay. All right. I hope this was helpful. Be thinking about this throughout your day. When you are listening to your brain, talk to you and tell you all the things. Be thinking about when am I trying to jump into the action of making a substitution of running away from this instead of slowing down and really processing everything and understanding where it's coming from so that you can actually make a permanent change in your life. Okay. All right. If you're interested in working with me, I am currently on a wait list, but you can join the wait list to work with me at bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y, backslash call waitlist. All lowercase. Okay? All right. I'll see you in the next episode. If you love what you heard on the show, if you're done with dieting, restriction, deprivation, and willpower, and you want to make a permanent change to your weight and your life, join the waitlist to work with me. You can do that at bit.ly backslash call waitlist. That's B-I-T dot L-Y backslash call waitlist.